Brighton's finest. Jeff Hemmings. Jeff Hemmings. This is Juice 107.2. Brighton's finest. It's Jay Wilgoose I'm talking to. It is, uh, yeah. One of two members of Public Service Broadcasting. Three now, actually. We've, we're expanding. Oh, of course. Yes. You have a third member. Yes, I remember, because I saw That's you play three. in Brighton with that third member. Mm. Uh, I don't know, it was a year or two ago at the Corn Exchange. Um, yeah. So, how does it feel being a three-piece rather than a duo? Uh, yeah. It's nice, you know. It's uh, <laughs> there's kind of a he's a very positive presence to have around. He's yeah. JF Abraham, and he's he's uh, very useful on the arranging front as well. He's uh, he did all the brass and horns and uh, and string arranging for this album. It's very yeah, a good presence to have about. Plus, he hung all the fairy lights up for the, for the recording, which is a big part of it. That's always extremely important, isn't it? Get the right atmosphere, get the right it vibe. Was remar- remarkably important, actually. I've got it to is. Say, we have fairy lights in our house. Yeah. You know, it's essential. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, plus, he wears a pair of spectacles as well. That, that's uh, part of the deal, isn't it? It's part of the... Yeah, you have to have that on your CD, really. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. So, uh, the third album is um, coming out July the 7th. And uh, I'm, I'm quite familiar with your work, and I've been following it from the beginning. I even booked you guys back in the day to play at a festival called Meadowlands, which was just outside of Lewis. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was one of the first festivals we ever did, actually. Yeah, and I think you yeah. were kind of on the road to doing loads of festivals that, that year. We did 33 that year. Yeah, yeah. Yep. You remember the number. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, yeah. <laughs> 33 festivals and it was uh, great with, with correspondence were on e after us i think and that's right. nordic, nordic giants yeah before. Yeah. yeah you got a, you got an incredible memory well done we got it most, me- well, you still got well, it most <laughs> musicians can't remember one gig from the others yeah try talking about drama <laughs> <laughs> um so so as i was saying i have been following your career quite closely the first two albums and then now this one every valley and uh it's to do with the uh, the history of the mining industry in Wales, mm. um, more specifically the rise and decline of the country's coal industry, which on the surface doesn't sound like the most promising idea for for an album, but mm. it's worked, it's working. And what, can you tell us why why you decided to focus on that? What what led you to uh, going down that avenue? I think part of it was was you know you say on the surface it doesn't sound the most promising. I think that was part of the attraction. It was the kind of the challenge of it really, and and you know how do you how do you kind of translate this into a, an accessible kind of alternative pop album? Really, you know, I th- I think it's a fascinating story, but how do you go about putting that down in, in sort of musical form and, and focusing yeah. a whole album around it? But you know, there's always a kind of quite a pragmatic side to what we do, and and knowing that the BFI had an archive full of coal material and full of National Coal Board films, a lot of which you know hadn't really seen the light of day for a long time. That was a big part of it. And then the more I kind of wrote and researched, um, you know, the more it kind of came up, became apparent to me that it wasn't just about uh, industry; it was actually mostly about community, and specifically community and how it reacts to the loss of an industry that defined it. And it seemed to me that if you framed it around one particular community, it would be a much more rewarding listen. And um, yeah, South Wales got the nod, probably. Um, because of the opportunity to work with male choirs, actually, because it's yeah. such a ri- rich and emotional sound. Oh, yeah, I love Welsh male choirs. Absolutely adore yeah, them. Incredible. Yeah, so so they feature prominently on the album. They close it for us. Yeah, they 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 sing without accompaniment to sort of see the album home. Yeah, and um, I kind of I asked them in the recording session in in different sections to sing different notes across the scale and 
um, kind of sampled it and built an instrument out of it as well that, that kind of weaves in and out of the other songs in a, in a relatively subtle way, but it does mean that they're kind of part of the fabric of the album as they're kind of stitching it together almost. And it uh, must have been quite, uh, quite something to be working with um, James Dean Branfield as well. He sings on one of the songs, doesn't he? Yeah, I mean, you know, the Manics are such a, a massive band for me growing up and, and continue to be. And th- I remember when Sean was kind of in the NME, just in the little sidebar, and he mentioned that he'd heard the War Room and he kind of liked it. That, that was enough yeah. for me. I was kind of, you know, jumping around the room almost. <laughs> and, uh, and then we went on to support them a few times. And um, then I asked James to be on this album. And, and I still can't really quite believe that it happened. Yeah. I mean, when I look back, you know, where I was 10 years ago, and if you told me then what I know now, I, I think I would, yeah, I just wouldn't have believed you no. ever. No chance. Did he did he have anything to say from a personal point of view about um, the mining industry in, in Wales? Well, we didn't discuss much of kind of his recollections of it. I kind of I heard a, a bit about that sort of secondhand through other people who who know him and who, who kind of have spoken about their recollections of it. But he did turn me on to to a few things. He turned me on to uh, to a Richard Burton quote that is on the album trailer that we made and is on the first track on the album and. Um, I think is just it's the perfect way of, of framing the first half of the album, and um, you know I, I just just from speaking to him and just from sort of talking to him, it was more discussions about the kind of the current political climate there, yeah. and, and yeah. you know the sort of the Labour vote there and where it's gone and all that kind of stuff. It was it was informative, mm. and, and you know he's a very intelligent sort of almost ferociously intelligent guy. You can feel that kind of that that sort of burning intelligence that's kind of in him and that runs through the Manic's work and it was just a privilege to work with him. Obviously for some people who don't know much about the um, the, the mining industry uh, the, the story is quite you know incredible but uh, it's very sad as well isn't it because uh, it's pretty much decimated now in Wales doesn't really exist yeah. um, industrial decline you know we're talking extreme industrial decline in, in this case and there's still uh, communities and, and parts of Wales which are still pretty much um, unchanged aren't they in terms of um, you know they, they're kind of like desert desert places you know there's not much going on well, uh, I think the house <laughs> prices are next to nothing you know the, the, the sense of community the loss of community is quite profound and well, from speaking to people in the area, yeah, I, th- I think you know I th- it's just difficult when you know the reason for these these towns' growth was was the growth of the industry and you know these these houses that went up to to house the people who were working in these mines and when you lose that industry at the heart of of you know of the prosperity of the town and also at the heart of the community of the town, what does what does that do to the area? Um, and you know it was it was informative, kind of staying there and recording there for the time that we were there for for making this album. Um, you know, I'm kind of wary on speak, of speaking on behalf of the people who are still living there and, and mm. kind of assuming that, you know, sure. the, the time that I spend there gives me some great insight into it. I, I think, you know, I, I do kind of have an appreciation of the problems facing the area. But, but yeah, it, it must be ex- extremely difficult when, you know, even just standing on top of the hill in Ebervale and looking down at the valley and you, you, you're, you're thinking to yourself, why is the main street in this town why is it halfway up this hillside? You're looking down on the prime real estate down in the heart of the valley where it's flat, and you're mm. like, why isn't it, why isn't it down there? Mm-hmm. That's where you'd build it, isn't it? And then, you know, something as simple as that and looking at a picture, and then there's this enormous steelworks there. That was the, the engine of the whole town, and, you know, drove the prosperity, and, and it's gone, and it just it just feels like there's this void at the heart of that town and and you know there's new developments there was eu funding that went into kind of putting a sports center and a college and, and all this kind of other stuff down there but it's 
it when something defines the geography of a place to that extent and then goes you you can kind of feel it you can feel it even just standing there looking at it you go why is this place grown up the way it has and what's changed it's it's very you know it's striking and you recorded it in wales in, in basically in in situ as it's called uh, in the former steelworks town of uh, Ebervale. yep um what sort of space was it did you have to work, did you have to do a lot of work to get it into recording ready sort of space yeah in some respects we um we can it was a big hall basically i mean it was kind of the size of abbey road too um and it was you know an, an amazing lovely high ceiling it was it was the former you know workers institute for the steel workers and for the for the miners who sort of supported the steel works massive high ceiling lovely wooden roof you know i mean it's extraordinary place to sort of spend the month but it did need a bit of work in terms of you know being able to control the room sound and where you wanted a drier sound um you know being able to get that and so we you know did various things our drummer built kind of a, a drum tent that we could put the drums in and fit all the mics around and that dried it all up a lot and we could put the guitar amps in there and you know bring as much or as little of the room into it as we wanted um you know hanging fabrics that we bought down the road you know from anything we could and it's just we kind of had to put a bit of a shift in ourselves and it just felt like the right way to go about making an album like this really yeah so you've got a big tour coming out. You're just obviously you're, you're a big touring band. Touring and playing gigs is a, a big part of what you do, obviously. But it's, it seems to be a big, a bigger part than normal bands or an average band. Let's say you love to gig, you love to tour, you love to play live. Well, you kind of feel needed, and you know you feel like you're doing a job rather than there are some days when you can be sitting at home and you could be writing, but you just you know you start feeling a bit guilty, like God, oh, I should be doing something proper. But if you've got an actual focus to your day or focus <laughs> to your week, and you're actually visibly connecting with the people who yeah. who you know are out there listening to your music, it's it's just it's the best feeling you can have in music, and um, that's kind of that's why you do all the other stuff. I think it's it's playing live. It's it's just such a great thing to do. I, I don't. I don't get how you could ever get bored of it. No. Um, no. Well, that's 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 crucial. <laughs> um, Delaware Pavilion is where you're going to be playing. That's the nearest venue to, to Brighton, Bexhill on Sea. Um, can you just tell me a little bit about the uh, stage show? What, what what can be expected? Is it pretty much the same, but obviously different visuals and everything with uh, visuals uh, related to the album? Yeah, we've um, you know we've kind of. I don't think we could be quite as kind of tongue in cheek as we were with this with the stage set for the race for space. So you know, there's no kind of like um, we haven't built the equivalent of the LED Sputnik. We're not going to come out in miners' helmets, you know, with little yeah. lights on the top or anything. I think we need to be a bit more mindful of the material that we're dealing with here. But you know, um, our stage designer and visual artist, Mr. B, is um, he's working on you know miners' lamps that can be kind of suspended and kind of uh, triggered in series and kind of played around with and. Um, we've already got a couple of kind of motorized pit wheels that he's bought that you can light in interesting ways and play with. So yeah, you know, it, it, that coupled with uh, the visual side of things and, and obviously just all the music going on in front Brighton's of your eyes. Brighton's you know. finest. Brighton's finest. Jeff Hemmings. Jeff Hemmings. This is Juice. Juice.